So I'd like for you, I'd like for you to, and not do it just this moment, let me give you the, the, the full instructions. I want you to find a picture of yourself. Now, it doesn't have to be one that's printed out or whatever, or maybe it's just on your phone. But I want you to, I want you to just go maybe to the first picture of yourself that you find. And what I want you to do when you, when you get that picture is I want you to simply look at the picture and then catch what is the first thought that comes to your mind. What is the first thought that comes to your mind? So take a moment, find that picture, and what is the first thought that comes to your mind? Well, I'm going to guess what happened. Probably when you pulled up that picture or you looked at it or, or whatever, even if it's the one you look at a lot, you, you probably did something immediately. And that was you made a judgment. You said, I look good. Or, I don't look good. Or, you immediately remembered the situation in which you were in and you thought, oh, that was fun. Or, that was not good. Or, I remember my shoes hurt. Or, whatever it was. You made a judgment. And it's something that we do every day all the time, pretty much, I think, almost involuntarily. We judge things good. We judge things bad. Usually it's those two switches, one or zero, good or bad. I think that part of what this story this recounting of this encounter in the Garden of Eden between God and the serpent and Adam and Eve, that that judgment is, comes out of this story. That, that's, that we, in eating the fruit of the tree, that we were given judgment. So I just want to start with that. The question for today from our catechism as we're working through this, is question 14, which is, did God create us unable to keep God's law? And I've told you that we've, we've been, you know, sort of moving along. Who is God? God is creator and sustainer. What are we to be doing? We're to glorify and to enjoy God. How are we to do that? Well, by, by following God's law. Again, the law is given as a gift because Hebrews were made to be God's people, and then God said, here's how a community of my people lives. The Ten Commandments, of course, are the centerpiece of that law. But then we move into this very central part of pretty much Western Orthodox Christian thinking. Did God create us unable to keep God's law? No, but because of the disobedience of our first parents, Adam and Eve, all of creation has fallen. We are born in sin and guilt, corrupt in our nature, and unable to keep God's law. There's the answer. Well, what are, we, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about something in the scripture that we just read, which is called the fall. It's not called that inside of the scripture itself, but that's what we've called it. People were created and they fell, in a sense, 
They fell, in a sense, from that lofty position into, some would argue, into a full humanity. Meaning, knowing our vulnerabilities, knowing our foibles, judging all the time. And so here's what, what I think is interesting about, about this story is, I'm just going to walk us through it real briefly again. The serpent is crafty. I think that's fascinating that this, this serpent is crafty. Now, later on, the serpent gets equated with the devil or, you know, some sort of evil, malevolent force I think we sort of, if you just look at this scripture, we sort of read that into it. The serpent is crafty. Maybe, maybe the serpent is just asking the question. Did God say that you could eat from any tree? And of course, Eve. Yes, all well, except the one in the middle of the garden. And God told us that we would die if we ate from that tree. And the serpent, you won't die. Most people miss this point. The serpent was right. They didn't die. They ate of the tree and they lived. He says, the serpent, your eyes will be opened. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. There's the judgment part. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. Well, so the fruit was desired to make one wise. She ate, and the, and the man ate, and their eyes were opened. Their eyes were opened. Now, David Bisgrove in the, in the Catechism, in his notes, says, you know, we're told that Satan tempted them with a lie and that God isn't good, that God can't be trusted and that real freedom is found apart from God and his law. This is where Orthodox Christian theology, right? This is where sin enters the picture. Brokenness, sin. Adam and Eve disobeyed God. God said, don't do this. They did that. Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They were given judgment. The ability to discern good and evil. But what's interesting, as another writer writes, that in their quest, here it is, unwittingly in the choice to become like divine, they became fully human. The first thing that they say is like, oh, we're naked. Well, I don't know about you, but most of us anyway, when we are naked, we feel vulnerable. There seems like there's a natural vulnerability to us when we, when we have our clothes off, especially if we encounter another person, whether it's someone that we love or care about. There's a vulnerability there. There's nothing between us and another person, at least physically at that point. There's a vulnerability there. So unwittingly in their choice to become divine, they become fully human. 
And so they have this realization and they make loincloths to cover themselves. And then there's this beautiful piece that gets walked by also. God was walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. It just sounds beautiful. So personal, as one writer said, that God is among and with God's creation and God's people. And we, you know, anthropomorphize God there, you know, but walking there, that God's presence is there in the garden and with those first human beings. And so then, of course, you know, they, they come in the presence of God and all kinds of crazy things happen when you're in the presence of the divine, right? Usually you, it seems like throughout the rest of the Bible, there's do not, you know, I'm afraid, do not fear, that sort of thing. But, but, but God is basically like, what, what is going on? Where are you? Because they're hiding from God. They've never hid from God before. And Adam says, the first human being says, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I mean, I think there's some real sadness there. Adam and Eve, who had never been afraid of God before, not not fearful of God, and they're not in the way of, of, I'm sure they had the fear of the Lord, right? That, that kind of awe and that worshipful fear. But I, what I'm talking about is they weren't afraid of God. They weren't afraid of God's wrath until now. And that's a, that ought to cause us some pause, right? A feeling for them. Fundamentally, the relationship at least from their side, has changed. Who told you that you were naked? Like, have you eaten? Oh my gosh, have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And here, and this is what I love. Here's humanity in its fullness. The man says what? Noah? The woman gave me the fruit. I, I, I ate it, but and then Eve, the serpent tricked me. Or as we might say now, the devil made me do it. I just, I think it's, it's, I mean, like it's just so, so much. we are now into full humanity, like blaming other people for our problems, blaming other people for, for all these things. And there's, there's this inherent, you know, something that happens here that basically we want to not have the responsibility for our actions. I mean, I don't. I don't know about you. If I do something wrong, I'd rather not feel those repercussions. And I do a lot wrong. And I feel those repercussions. And it's not fun. So I'd rather blame somebody else. This other person tempted me. Or this other, this thing tempted me. And I, I just went that direction. You know, it's not my fault. Devil made me do it. And so sin enters the world here. And this is the crux of it now about we were created the first human beings were created to be able to keep God's law. And also, I believe God gave them free will. And they chose. They chose to eat the fruit of the tree. And 
I would argue they weren't necessarily made wise, but we were given judgment. And judgment is a wonderful gift when we use it more like discernment. Judgment is not such a wonderful gift when we look at ourselves or other people and we go, good, bad, good, bad. Because often our judgment is based on what other people look like, whether they look like us, whether they believe like us, whether they talk like us, whether they hold the same ideas like us, good, bad. And so sin enters the world, and, and according to Orthodox Christian theology, we, again, we call this original sin, and with original sin means that everyone, everyone is sinful. Everyone born is sinful. Now, I do want to talk about the fact that what's really interesting and really disappointing about humanity is that throughout time, Adam and Eve ate the fruit. The serpent was crafty, enticed them into doing it. They both chose to do it, and yet throughout time, it has been Eve who has been blamed for this. It's completely fundamentally wrong. The woman didn't cause the man to enter into sin. He chose of his own volition. He had a choice. He chose of his own volition. So did she. They're both culpable. This whole thing about blaming one sex or the other is just fundamentally wrong. Because Adam represents humanity. Adam and Eve represent all of humanity. And so the first Adam sins, brings sin into the world which means that all of us are born into sin. And so then we start talking about that we get into this original sin. And, and again, a lot of people have written a lot about this and don't believe it. And there, there, there were heresies around original sin and whether, whether, whether we actually had or everybody was sinful or not. Orthodox theology says yes. And here's the interesting thing. I don't know that I quite understood free will in this way until this week which is we do have free will. We, we do have the ability to make choices. Here's the caveat. We're fundamentally broken and sinful. All of our choices are tainted with sin. Sin, as one writer said, entered humanity like a virus. Huh. How about that? Entered humanity like a virus. It touches everybody. It's in everybody. It doesn't mean that we're devoid of goodness, according to this writer, but our choices are tainted with sin. At every turn. And I know that that's a big thing to wrap our heads around. And that is why we cannot keep God's law on our own we would say that Adam and Eve's sin imputed sin to us, meaning it gave it to all of us because they were the first humans. They carried the representation of all of us. But here's, here's the good news. Well, here's the first part. Our free will can't save us. That's what R.C. Sproul would say. Only... God can save us. This is why Jesus is called the second Adam. Because Jesus is born and he lives his life and he imputes to us a righteousness 
his righteousness, his freedom, his new life for us to overcome sin, to live as freed people in the world, not bound to sin any longer. And that's the good news. That's the way we live. So even though there's this deep and maybe hard and dark truth that we live with every day within our beliefs and our understandings of God is this fundamental yes. Come here, David. I love you. We are embraced through Christ, by God, in a new life. May this word cause you to think. May it cause you to feel. May it cause you to act with love for God, with love for self, with love for your neighbor. Amen.